Hi, this is Dave Duran. Before we begin our reading for today in Acts 23, just a quick update. The Apostle Paul is being held prisoner in the fortress in Jerusalem. After a severe division between the two main religious groups, the ruling groups, the Pharisees and the Sadducees. And we pick up the story in Acts 23, verses 12 through 35, the next morning. And it goes like this. The next morning, a group of Jews got together and bound themselves with an oath not to eat or drink until they had killed Paul. There were more than 40 of them in the conspiracy. They went to the leading priests and elders and told them, We have bound ourselves with an oath to eat nothing until we have killed Paul. So you and the high council should ask the commander to bring Paul back to the council again. Pretend you want to examine his case more fully. We will kill him on the way. But Paul's nephew, his sister's son, heard of their plan and went to the fortress and told Paul. Paul called for one of the Roman officers and said, Take this young man to the commander. He has something important to tell him. So the officer did, explaining, Paul the prisoner called me over and asked me to bring this young man to you because he has something to tell you. The commander took his hand, led him aside, and asked, What is it you want to tell me? Paul's nephew told him, Some Jews are going to ask you to bring Paul before the high council tomorrow, pretending they want to get some more information. But don't do it. There are more than 40 men hiding along the way ready to ambush him. They have vowed not to eat or drink anything until they have killed him. They are ready now, just waiting for your consent. Don't let anyone know you told me this, the commander warned the young man. Then the commander called two of his officers and ordered, Get 200 soldiers ready to leave for Caesarea at 9 o'clock tonight, and also take 200 spearmen and 70 mounted troops. Provide horses for Paul to ride and get him safely to Governor Felix. Then he wrote this letter to the governor. From Claudius Lysias to His Excellency, Governor Felix, greetings. This man was seized by some Jews, and they were about to kill him when I arrived with the troops. When I learned that he was a Roman citizen, I removed him to safety. Then I took him to their high council to try to learn the basis of the accusations against him. I soon discovered the charge was something regarding their religious law. Certainly nothing worthy of imprisonment or death. But when I was informed of a plot to kill him, I immediately sent him on to you. I have told his accusers to bring their charges before you. So that night, as ordered, the soldiers took Paul as far as Antipatris. They returned to the fortress the next morning, while the mounted troops took him on to Caesarea. When they arrived in Caesarea... They presented Paul and the letter to Governor Felix. He read it and then asked Paul what province he was from. Cilicia, Paul answered. I will hear your case myself when your accusers arrive, the governor told him. Then the governor ordered him kept in the prison at Herod's headquarters. You know, there are times when things happen that are really out of the ordinary. They're unique, they're special, not typical. And the result is often interestingly intriguing. When I see these kinds of events show up in my life, 
my first reaction used to be that uh, this was kind of a coincidence. But now uh, I look and hear about these instances, and I know God was in the story all along. Others may dismiss stories like this, as I used to, as just a coincidence. I believe Paul's young nephew being in the right place at the right time to hear a plot to take Uncle Paul's life was orchestrated by God, plain and simple. However, some may say it was simply a coincidence or good luck for Paul. Was God moving during this entire story, including Paul's nephew in the drama because he's a family member and only family members would be allowed to see Paul in prison? I think so. Ironically, the Roman soldiers who executed Jesus on the cross were now protecting and escorting Paul, a missionary sent by Jesus to the Gentiles, including those very soldiers. How ironic. Coincidence or God's provision to complete his plan and purposes? You decide. I want to share a story with you of an experience I had a couple of years ago. I have a friend, his name is Shyamal. He is a native of Bangladesh and a resident of the U.S. I got to know him at a church I previously served. A couple of years ago, Shyamal and his wife were setting up their home to house up to four adults who had special needs. He created some informational material to help people make a decision about the care of their loved one. Part of that was creating some business cards for me and others to pass on uh, so that people uh, who may know of a need, they could pass out the cards to them. When the business cards were ready, Shyamal and I set up a time to connect in the lobby after one of the worship services on a particular Sunday. On my way to church that day, I received a call from the person who was in charge of organizing and staffing the guest reception area in the lobby each Sunday. She asked if I could fill in that morning and greet first-time guests because the assigned person was ill and could not be there. Of course, I agreed. After the worship gathering, I reported to the guest reception area promptly and waited for our guests to arrive. The second guest I met that day was a gentleman from Grand Rapids. This was his first visit to the church, and he was invited and encouraged to attend by his girlfriend. She introduced herself and then him and then left, her friend with me. I began to converse with him and discovered that he had a lot of questions about God and was questioning if God was real. He began to talk about his life experiences and how over a period of time he had lost his faith in God. As the conversation continued, I saw my friend Shimel out of the corner of my eye, standing about 10 feet away, waiting patiently and eager to hand off some of the freshly printed business cards. However, I didn't feel I could interrupt the conversation at any point to take the cards from him because of the nature of the conversation. So after a, several minutes and, a, and then a small break in the conversation, I did something I normally would never do. I sensed very clearly that I needed to invite Shyamal into this conversation. I introduced the two men, and the guest promptly asked Shyamal, Where are you from? Shyamal said, Bangladesh. The guest quickly responded, Where in Bangladesh? 
Shyamal told him and then asked if he was familiar with Bangladesh. The man said he was there a number of years ago traveling with a Christian rock band throughout that, the area that Shyamal was living in. Shyamal then asked him when he was there. And the man paused, thought a bit, and then came up with a month and a year. Shyamal asked if he remembered performing at an auditorium in that area of the city, and the man said he remembered that along with a nearby school. Interestingly, he said that he was cleaning out his room that very week and came across a gift he received from that trip so many years ago. Shyamal asked what the gift was, and the man, man said it was a seashell. Shyamal smiled and asked him if there was anything written on the seashell. The man said, yes, my name. Shyamal responded, I wrote your name on that seashell. Two men just happened to meet that day in Holland, Michigan. They were introduced by me, who was not supposed to be in that place at all, in that guest reception area, except someone was ill. But there I was. The guest was questioning if God really cared and if he was real. Shyamal was simply there trying to track me down to pass off some business cards to me. But these two men's stories intersected that day. At the precise time in a lobby of a church, one of them was visiting for the very first time. The man who desperately needed hope and assurance that God knew him personally and cared for him received just that. He realized only God, only God could orchestrate such a meeting with a Bengali man who wrote his name on a seashell years prior. He realized God was there all along, and it was his own decision to drift from God who loved him so very much. In our passage today, God used Paul's young nephew to protect Paul from harm and enable him to reach a destination God wanted him to reach, Rome. No coincidence here. God used a number of different divine circumstances to assure a man, a child of God, of his incredible love and care for him on a Sunday morning in West Michigan. No coincidence here. God is always at work around us, and when we're open and receptive within us. Maybe you have experienced something similar. What does a story like this do for your faith? How would you respond if you were part of this kind of story? Let's pray. Lord God, give us a sensitivity to your work around and in us daily. We desire to be part of your plan and your purposes as you build your kingdom. Thanks for giving us glimpses of you always being there for us, never leaving or turning your back on us. May we live lives that reflect your faith in us. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a great day.